got to the weekend. I'm, thank you very much for inviting me around. I know it's that, you know, fine time. Yeah, it's not a problem. Um, I've got this Absolutely. So this goes out on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and highlights on YouTube. Right. Um, this episode is sponsored by Napoleon's Casino. Uh, who are very big fans of yours? Yeah, Jane good. and Barry down at Napoleon's because they wanted to be part of this episode. So that's cool. So if you're watching, I've you got to get a good breakfast there in the morning. Yeah, you still can about two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Soak it all up. Well, well, I don't know where to start. I mean, no. this is like the shrine of your career. You could say that, couldn't you, really? There's a few in there that I've got quite a lot, but uh, these are my, like, I'd say, favourite ones, really. Uh, you know, that's uh, a goal I scored against Portsmouth. That's the first goal uh, we went into the championship after we went up. Right. Uh, I just like the picture, you know what I mean? Uh, the technique and what have you. And uh, I was saying uh, uh, to someone about, the, we were just talking about dedication. You know, the amount of times I just got a ball and went into playgrounds, mm. you know what I mean? And when I was a young kid, you mm. know, uh, at uh, my local village playgrounds and just practice left foot, right foot, volleying, half volleying, you know, repetition all the time, you know what I mean? And that's, that's, I thought that was uh, how I got, you know, my technique right by just repetition, hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. all the time, you know, left foot, right foot. Is that how it starts then, when you're at a young age, is it like? It did with me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, you know, I, I'm from a little village called Sutton Craven and uh, the park's right in the middle. So in them days, what, 30, you know, 40 years ago, everybody's, everybody's went to park, you know, morning, noon, night, they were at the park, and it was like 30 in the side playing football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was just football, 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 and I'm, I'm a massive Liverpool fan as well, and that's when Liverpool were doing really well. You know what I mean? So I, I, I love, you know, my childhood with my mates were best ever. We've got woods, we've got banks, we've got moors. You know what I mean? The, the amount of camping expeditions we went on, and but it all orientated around football. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah, it just started started with my mates, but all my mates were a lot older, you see. Right. So I had to, I think I, I developed much quicker from the age because my mates were older. You know what I mean? So I was playing against people two, three years older than me in park yeah. all the time, competing with them. You know, there were myself and one of these lads up on there, Stevie Reap. Uh, uh, there were me and him at primary school together, Revenant's 50th together. And he went playing cricket. Uh, he was captain of Keithley uh, yeah. Cricket Club for 10 years. You know what I mean? So, uh, but that was Bingley Juniors. And four of them lads uh, went on to pro clubs. Yeah. Uh, myself and Mark Evans, the goalkeeper, uh, were at Rapper City. One of my best uh, pals, Peter Beatty, he went to Sheffield United, and Neil Vaughan, uh, uh, he was sent forward. You know what I mean? So uh, we had a really good uh, Bingley Juniors under 16, under 14, 15, 16 team there. So, um, you know, quite a few went to pro clubs. At that age, under 16, did you think, I could have a chance here? Or was it, how did you get spotted for? A professional club. Yeah. What, 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 can you remember that? Yeah. Uh, well, it was just playing local football in, in Sutton Park. Playing, we, we just got a team together. Uh, that was when I was about, I'd say, 11, 12, playing for under 16s. Because we didn't have age groups then. So I was like 11, 12, playing for under 16s of uh, Sutton Rovers, they call it. 
and a guy called Keith Bailey from Skipton. He were a scout for Bradford City. So he saw me there, invited me down to Bradford City. And since the age of sort of like 11, 12, I always went training at Bradford City. Mm -hmm. You know, in the holidays, uh, I went down and trained with the under 18s, you know, and then sometimes the under 18s joined me with the first team. So on my school holidays, I could be training with Bobby Campbell. You know, I'd be, you know, I'd be 14, 15, 16, and, but that, that was great, you know what I mean, that, that was fantastic, you know, and we'll, we'll come back later when, after 16 about uh, the development uh, in uh, my uh, career, you know, with the under-19s under and the reserves, because that was fantastic as well, but yeah, I got spotted with a guy called Keith Bailey. Is he still around now then? Don't no no he's he, he, he were old he were old when you know what I mean but uh, uh, so yeah I went I went down there down at Southampton uh, and uh, someone picked me up and he's just been in papers uh, right right a lot he's been just been sent down yeah right I, I mean yeah just, yeah, yeah. me and uh, a, a lad from Bradford stopped at his house. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've got. You're not confessing that one <laughs> No, no, it's uh, Bobby Higgins, of course. Mm, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we were one of the, you know. But yeah, there, there, were, there were that. Uh, the trials were just failed as, uh, as well when I were uh, 14, 15, 16. But I chose Bradford mm -hmm. be because of the reason why I said earlier on about uh, it was like a family club and I felt at ease. I felt relaxed there, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the uh, under 18s, I felt comfortable around, this were 14, 15, 16, and you know, uh, training with the first team, we, you know, you have a little five side comps, and it just, it just felt like it was right to sign mm -hmm. uh, schoolboy farms for Bradford City. Plus in them days, it took about two days to get down to Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> we had to, yeah, five hours to London and then bloody four or five hours to yeah. Southampton. It was just a, and I thought, oh, I can't be asked with that. Because Alan Shearer was down there at the same time, you see. Right. Uh, because you, you spent two weeks away, you know, because they got into trouble, Southampton. Because I were only 11, first time I went down. And that was illegal and they got fined for it. They got fined for it. It's all changed now. I'm just looking at Bit of paper down here, and it's uh, under 16, 16 and under, then on the uh, 16 and 18, and at the top of the uh, top of the little prompt sheet, it says shy highlighted, and then later on, yeah. 16, 18, not shy. Yeah. W yeah. What, 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 was, what was what happened there? Did you meet the girls or something? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? No, well, it was it was the dressing room. It was the. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the grown men uh, down at Bradford, the, the pros, you know, you, you go to school and you were your mates and you're comfortable. I, I, was, I was shy, you know, but as soon as I got down to Bradford City, you know, I became myself really. I felt at ease, you know, I blossomed, you know, because, you know, you have to sing in front of the lads. You know, in front of the pros, or because there were twelve of us, we all had to sing in front of everybody, the staff and everything, and, and the worst singer got thrown into the river air. You know what I mean? So luckily, uh, I didn't get thrown in. But you know, even sort of like 
just little things that, that and it's all part and parcel of the pros doing their jobs, you know, and, and getting ready, getting you ready for, uh, like, you know, life skills in football. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, you can't be shy. You, you have to, uh, you know, step up and uh, be confident. You know, because you, you can't be shy on the football pitch. You know, you have to the, the confrontation, all this. You you have to learn early, and, and you did in them days. You know, uh, if you, if the pros boots weren't cleaned, you know, you you'd get a shout up from first team. You know, Duck so and so wants you to, and, and you're lucky for him. And he sat on the toilet, you know, and you have to go, and he sat on the toilet with the paper, and he'll go, why is my boots uh, wet? <laughs> but you know it's, it's stuff what happened you know stuff what happens wow. and it brings you out yeah. you know and you have to all of a sudden you do something wrong you know right you have to sing a song in front of everybody you know it puts you in a but it, gr it makes you grounds you in a way of um, building your confidence yes yeah you know it makes you from a uh, for life skills as a footballer from a boy to a man Right, and then there's the other side of it as a footballer, from a boy to a man, and that's how I learned really well. I think because we played in an under nineteen uh, league, and that was tough. So you've got Middlesbrough, Newcastle, Sunderland, Leeds, Sheffield, Wednesday, Sheffield United, Halifax, what who were rough, you know, Scunthorpe, Lincoln, Grimsby, Bradford, York, you know, this were tough tough league and a lot of them players became internationals you know what i mean right. and that were that were rough so i was playing against leeds say when i was 16 17 you play against david by gary speed you know simon grayson you know people like that and you have to learn really quickly mm -hmm. and uh, we uh, on the second year uh, we was the first ever breakfast city team to win the under 19 league so that was fantastic you know what i mean yeah. it, it really uh, it was really something you know because it was the first time that ever breakfast city uh, did that and it wasn't just the under the under 19s were brilliant it was massive education for me mm -hmm. but the better education were the reserves so i was 16 17 18 and i was playing at anfield goodison park old trafford main road you know, St. James's. I was actually playing on the pitch, but I was playing against, you know, Martin Keogh, Norman Whiteside, John Barnett. I was playing against these lads who were coming back from injury. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will, I will, this is this is all my education. So I'm up at Goodison Park against Norman Whiteside, you know, who just played for Northern Ireland and you know one of the stars for Northern Ireland in this in the World Cup you know and these these lads <coughs> the, these lads were fantastic you know I remember getting cheeky elbows and stuff like that and you, you learn you learn quick you know what I mean to protect yourself and look after yourself and uh, I always liked a little bit of banter on the pitch as well and uh, we played at Everton and Martin Keown were playing for Everton reserves and Norman Whiteside were uh, in the, uh, you know, in midfield up against me. Mm -hmm. And Martin Keown started slaughtering one of our young lads. So I, I uh, started calling him a few names. 
you know what I mean? I call them Moxie. Right, and if you don't know who Moxie is, they're a, a television program called or Viz Impact. Mm -hmm. Right, and one of the lads were called Moxie and he had bad skin. Right, so I I started calling him Moxie. Right, so anyway, he turns around, he snaps, he turns around, he says, How are you, you little dickhead? He says, How much are you on? I said, £27.50, first year YTS. <laughs> and then Norman Whiteside says, leave him alone you dickhead like that you know what I mean sticking up for me yeah. but I, I embarrassed him you know what I mean but uh, I'm, I'm quite good with a little have you seen know. Martin Keon since I haven't no, no. no play against make sure him. we tag him in this podcast I know podcast. he'll probably try and kick me <laughs> if, I, if I did oh. if he remembered me but yeah that, edu yeah. that education you know what I mean I remember uh, playing against Nottingham Forest uh, we played them the week before down at uh, Valley Parade and we beat them and then we played them uh, on their first team pitch. Yeah. And uh, I think we beat them again because we were, we were top of the league. Anyway, I, being youngest, yeah. I was uh, taking the skips down. Uh, we had a, uh, on wheels, so I had two skips and, and there were a long corridor down the, to get to the uh, coach. Mm -hmm. So I'm pushing them and I look around the corner and Brian Clough were coming down. Right, so I thought, well, I'd better just put it to the side, you know, and wait for Brian Clough to come past. So I did do. Anyway, he, he, walked, he walked past and then he clocked me. And then he got five yards away and comes comes back and I'm sort of like, you know, just looking at him. And he comes up to me face like that, like real close. And he belt at me. Right, and he says, stop taking the piss out of my midfield players. And just walked off under under 16 at Bradford City. In them days, you never ever got coached. It was just a match, a bit of crossing and shooting. That was it. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah, nowadays, the coaching is fantastic. I'm a qualified, uh, a licensed coach. You know what I mean? And, and you go through the basics and you, you coach them. You know, but it's the matches what I disagree with. You get two sets of team under 23s, under 18s, under 21s. And it's total football and the robots, you know. Yeah. And when I was a coach at Oldham, uh, they used, Man United and Man City loved for me to take a team, yeah. you know, to Carrington behind closed doors and play against their under 23s. Because they weren't used to playing against lads like Oldham players. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, had a, we had a six foot three lad, uh, Chris. Uh, up, up front who's an actor now you know what I mean and that's a that's a brilliant story in, in, in itself he's an, it, an actor you know what I mean he's been at Emmydale a couple of times and what have you and he's done Coronation Street he had a good student there and he, he does shows uh, and he was like a rough, rough lad and we played because I knew that Man United well their two centre-halves were used to uh, you know uh, centre forwards play to the feet and this that mm. nice and pretty and you know what I mean tippy tappy we just bonded up top and the two centre hours Chris was all like there we are there we are and we beat him and we roughed the lads up all the time you know what I mean and it was, it was fantastic it was old school approach wasn't it yeah, really? yeah. well when Ferguson went uh, to Man United first he wanted a team every Saturday morning to be in like it's called Lancashire, Lancashire League so you got your Scalds, your, your Beckhams, and they played against grown men who mm -hmm. were physically, 
you know, on man, you know what I mean? And they were good upstairs as well. They, they knew the game. You know, and when I, when I go back to your education in football, these were the 23s, you know, the, the good footballers, they would be coached well and everything, but take them out of that and put them into a first team environment, yeah. on, you know, where it's physical and you get little digs and this, that, and, you, and the, the further down, the more physical it is, you know, they can't handle it. They can't handle it because they haven't had that experience at 16, 17, 18. You know what I mean? 20, 22, 23, and you know, they, they should be playing first team football all the time at Absolutely. that age, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I b- believe in coaching massively now, you know, but when it comes to matches, I'm a believer in they have to they have to play against they have to go out and run, they have to have that taste of first team football. Wow. And a lot of lads don't get that. You know, you get your lad from Man City and uh, Man United, mm. they just have to have it just put it on the twenty threes and pick the money up and this that and the other. You know, I remember when Paul Cook, who's manager of Wigan now, he was manager at Southport mm-hmm. and we played them one for pre season. And he says he's had at least forty, fifty lads from your Northwest teams, mm-hmm. big Northwest Leeds, uh, Man City, Liverpool, uh, Man United, Everton, all them lot on trial at Southport, right? And they couldn't handle the physicality of it. Good footballers, but they couldn't couldn't handle the physicality. So they, I think there should be a, a better balance, a better balance. And I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I would love reserve team football come back like what we did, mm. you know, because they can look after first team pitches nowadays, can't they? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let them have that experience of playing playing at Goodison Park or Anfield or St James's. Let them have that because when they do play there, it's not mm-hmm. as daunting. I know you've got thousands of people, but at least you've had that experience as well, you know. So it's a debate. It's, it's, it's a debate, it's a, but it's a it's very a, very good point. It's because it's how it's made you into the player that you, mm. you, you, you were, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what goes through your head there? You, I suppose only you know that answer, don't you? Because what goes through your head when you say, flipping heck, that's well, it. When as you, a young kid. Yeah, as a young kid. Yeah. It never, it never don't you? Because you hear on television that uh, when, when youth, youth's not bothered. They've got that strut about them. You know, I, I was never bothered. And, and, and players were never never bothered about his name uh, or, or who it is or anything right. like that. You know, you're not you're not frightened in that way. You, you just go out and do what you're good at. You know, you know. So I never had I had n- never had that fear of playing against you know him. I had the fear when I was playing against Paul Gascon down at White Hart Lane because he was the best player in the world. But that's a good fear. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, you had a certain job to, to, to do. But 16, 17, 18, you thrived it, you loved it, you wanted to prove yourself. You know what I mean? And I remember uh, Kevin uh, McDonald, uh, Kevin McDonald? McDonald for uh, Liverpool, we were playing at Anfield, and uh, he came up to me and patted me on the back while we were going along. He said, carry on doing like that, uh, you, you'll make a, a good uh, career. And I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? A massive fear. So you don't. I I didn't have that fear. And I think a lot of lads who do make it mm. don't have that fear. They just want to prove themselves against 
you know, against sort of like internationals and good players. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, I'm 33, um, and I was, I mean, that shirt is like, a, that's a childhood memory to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm 985, so that got to sit when I was probably like age 6, 91, 92. Yeah. That was the first kind of final I ever went to 96. I remember going there. Yeah, where were you? Wallace Arnold bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Wright, I remember. I think he, what he had sub attack, Tommy yeah, Wright. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I remember shouting, all right, Tommy, and he went, hey, like, you know, like, and, we, and at Wembley, with the old Wembley. Yeah. And they had them kind of like, we were out front. So being a young kid with flag and stuff, yeah, and yeah, yellow yeah. cap and stuff, and, and they had them like things so you couldn't run on pitch, you know, yeah. like wires. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just remember the raw. Yeah. yeah. When, 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 when Sticks knocked it, knocked it, it was not. Yeah, it was. It was Stallard. Desaron scored first. Des- unbelievable again. 25 yard, top man Desi. Right, Notts yeah. County won it against yeah, Notts yeah. County yeah. final, playoff final. And then it was, we start Stallard with City. Stallard. And it, it was, uh, Sticks flipped it down to uh, Stallard. Yeah, mm. and then I remember the massive pylon. Yeah. And then you came, I don't know where you came, you came out of nowhere and you just a massive pile on it. And that would it, wasn't it? Like, yeah, we've done it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we knew, but we knew we'd tunnel. We you knew we'd tunnel. What, you knew you were going to just go yeah. out there? Yeah. Yeah. Was we, that we, because we prior to semi final, the Blackpool thing, you thought? Because that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that was, uh, we, we lost 2 uh, 0 at home. Yeah. And uh, then, because uh, Ed, Eddie Nels was struggling. Uh, to even get to play, you know, the, the final games and what yeah. have you. He was struggling all season with his knee. And he played in the first game uh, and his knee swelled up and he was struggling. And, and we went to Blackpool and they had, probably everybody knows this by, by now, they had uh, in the programmes their leaflets for coach journeys down from Blackpool to Wembley. <laughs> so, you know, but we just went out there, we had enough to lose. You got your first goal, early goal, long throwing. I put a long throwing in, shot he scored. You know what I mean? It just, it was perfect. You know, everybody did the job brilliantly. And then we got three 0 It was like wow, we stopped in Blackpool that night. It was fantastic. And then we got to down to Wembley, what have you? And you just knew it. It, it was your year. We're lined up in the tunnel, right? And we're all there, and you, we all looked across. And their eyes were down looking at the boots. And we were looking in their eyes. You know what I mean? We we knew, we just knew. I knew as we were walking out that we were, we were gonna win. We only had to sort of, you know, keep to his game plan. You know, we all knew individually what to do. Just keep to his game plan and we would win. And it was just but we I knew in the tongue that we were gonna win. But like I said, I mean some of the managers you've played under, please, like it's it's inc- I mean, you've got a list, haven't you? Probably yeah, a long list. Right, I mean, yeah. look at this. Chris Kamara. Chris Kamara. I mean, well, he, he, he took the t- obviously, that was a playoff, Bradford City player. Yeah. Trevor Cherry. Yeah. Uh, Terry Arath. Terry Dolan. Frank Stapleton. Tommy Doherty. Uh, Warnock. Kamara. Lenny Lawrence. Andy Ritchie. Ian Dowie. Mick Wadsworth. I'm sure there's a few more as well. And every single one of them is different. Yeah, yeah. The best, I'd say the best out of lot for coaching and man management is Ian Dowie. Wow. The best out of lot 
is Warnock. Is Warnock like I've seen videos on YouTube and you see him now and stuff like that? He's a character, isn't it? Oh. He's an individual. Let me just get the picture. He's, he's an individual character, isn't he? Warnock, Neil Warnock. He's so, uh, he's so clever, you know, because he, 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 he doesn't do any, have any coaching. He, he, he lets, you know, Roy Jackson do it or Blackie, you know, or people like that. But you'll, you'll pass him, for example, you, you know, you'll pass him in corridor. Now the ducks, how are you? Boy, Gaffer, how's things? Says, oh, yeah, you know, going out at switch on Saturday. This will be a Monday or a Tuesday. And uh, you play, we'll be playing against so and so. And oh, I remember last time, last time you played against, I watched, I watched you, and he got the better of you. And he'll just walk off. Right. And then you'll think to yourself, no, I didn't. What's he on about? Yeah, you know, I scored. Or, you know, I'll, 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 you know, because it's an individual battle. Mm. I didn't. What's he on about? And then it'll wind you up. But by Saturday, you're that wound up. You're thinking, so I'm going to prove it, mate. Yeah. I'm going to fucking prove it. You know what I mean? I tell you something. And you trample all over him. You beat him up. You, you, you're better than him physically, mentally, verbally. You just destroy him, right? And it took me a while to realise what what he was doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But and then you don't have to. You, you don't have to say anything because you know. You know what I mean? He, he, he has That's psychological. Yeah, it, but he does it. He does it to everybody individually. Mm -hmm. But he does it as a back four. He does it. For the midfield players, you know, he'll do it as a group, as like I said, back four. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It'll go maybe last time we played against, you know, Sunderland, then, you know, middle middle two or middle three, took the piss out of you. You, you lads, do you remember? You know, you lost two one and stuff like that. So as a three midfield, you know, you think can't like that thing again because you know what I mean. So, but he does it as a as a group. You know, it's, it's very, very clever with his man manager. And a lot of people go, oh, Neil Warnock is Neil Warnock. But look at his record. Mm. Look at his, you know what I mean? You can't beat his record. Mm. You know, he might not be a coach, but he's a man manager. You know, and I think you're either at, uh, very rarely you get a man manager and a coach together. You know, mm -hmm. Ian Dowie was. You know, he, he was very good at man managing and he was really good at being a coach as well. But it's very, very rarely you get that, you know, but uh, he was top, uh, you know, just sort of like having days off. We used to go in here on a Monday sometimes and uh, says, oh, get stripped, lads, and we'll go to a snook hall and play snooker and have a few uh, lagers, you know, and then uh, next day's training, we'll play basketball. You know, and wow. it just changed things. You know, and, and you think he still does that now? Yeah, he does that. <laughs> he does that. Well, really? He always got pre-season uh, down. Uh, we stay at St Melian down because uh, he lives down Plymouth. Yeah. So he can stay uh, close to uh, his house. We have a barbecue uh, at his house and what have you. His, uh, when we got there, there uh, was sort of like long gardens <coughs> from the house and a bit of a lake at the bottom with a bit of a jetty. Mm -hmm. and one of uh, our goalkeeper, Gary Kelly, a bit of a character, Irish laddies, brother used to play for Sheffield, his dad used to play for Ireland, they all yeah. Irish. 
There's a character who loved his cigars. So uh, he gets uh, he gets his fishing tackle out, borrowed from Gaffer, and he's there, he's, he's, he's casting and what have you. And I'm sat up uh, with uh, Steve Red, Redmond, who used to play for Man City, yeah. and uh, Garno, and Sean Garner, who used to play for Tram, Tram United as well. I'm assisting Garno, so he's going to go down and push Kelsey. Right. We'll we have had a few because we were barbecuing, you know, team spirit and stuff. Anyway, he comes running, running down and sneaks up behind Kells and just pushes him <laughs> all the way, rod and everything, right, with his clothes in and everything. Anyway, Kells sort of like stands up because he stands up, just walks around with the rod still in his hand and his cigar sticking out, his hair down and everything. <laughs> just goes around, picks his chair up, puts it back down, sits back down, just casts it again. <laughs> Like that, <laughs> he's trying to light his cigar again. <laughs> like uh, a night, a night out, he uh, he always sort of like every once every sort of like two or three week, he like the lads to go out, you know, yeah. so uh, have a you know out round uh, wherever we were in Manchester or Oldham. But when he when he was at uh, Oldham, he used to live in a, a big house in Saddleworth, and we went for a barbecue again that year and everything. And it's, uh, I, uh, I pinched all the remote controls from downstairs. You don't want a remote yeah. control? Uh, <laughs> you have one in the kitchen and, and a couple of them downstairs in the living room and a games room and sort of like that. Anyway, uh, I put them in one of the lads' cars, Paul Reed's car, right, because I didn't want to get caught. I didn't tell anybody. Anyway, a couple of, uh, a couple of days later, me and everybody said, well, I didn't tell anybody because I knew it would get out. So Gaff comes here and says, right lads, says, uh, this, that and the other, says, everybody had a good time, you know, well behaved the other night, says, and by the way, everybody's going to get fined a week's wages if you don't give the man the remote controls back. <laughs> and everybody like looking at everybody else thinking, they've done that, you know what I mean? But I kept quiet, but I'd already put them in Paul Reed's car. Anyway. Paul Reed found him in his car and took him, <laughs> took him back. He didn't blame him or anything like that, but nobody, nobody, nobody ever found out, and nobody still knows it won't, it won't be. He just confessed on the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. well, what was like some of the worst pranks you've had on, on you or you've given out? Would you say? Is it? Well, Mickey Mowen, uh, this lad here. Yeah. Uh, he will. He will. Nicky were at City, wasn't he? Yeah. Bradford as well. Uh, started at. Uh, Middlesbrough, uh, and uh, he was my roommate, and he used to drive from Middlesbrough up and down. And one year, I got this dodgy, dodgy aftershave for for Christmas, and I took it in the toilet bag and what Anyway, every day before he came and got changed, I used to spray all his clothes with this dodgy aftershave, and uh, he, he was going, "What's going on with my clothes?" But he had to drive like an hour and a half back to Middlesbrough <laughs> with this dodge after shave on. And in them days we got uh, turkeys for Christmas. Someone gave us turkeys, you know, Bradford for, for Christmas. And uh, none of the lads had, they took them home. Anyway, I, I sort of like got a turkey and stuffed it in his car somewhere. And for days, it was going up and down. You stuffed a turkey <laughs> in his car. Middlesbrough. And I felt awful actually, because he had to you know, dry clean his, Car because it had leaked and everything. Oh no! Mm. 
Yeah, but uh, he's uh, Mickey Molly, he, he was one of my real decent power lead. You know, that's an important uh, side of it, you know, getting the right room, room partner. No, he won't happen. He won't happen, but he Looking back now, look at it. That mean, is that original? Well, not original, but that's the actual contract, right? The city contract. That's the first ever contract, £100. Is it £100 a week? And then you got your. Just that? Bonuses. How simple? Just that? Is that? That was it. That was it. That was it? Yeah. yeah. So, 90, what, March 1988. Um, Sutton Encrypt, just down the road, isn't it? Sutton Encrypt. Mm -hmm. It is with pleasure that, in accordance with Football League Regulation 5, blah, 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 I'm right to advise you that when your training contract with this club expires on 30th of June, we are prepared to offer you a full professional contract. So that that's that's that. That is the one. That's what changed. That's yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. the contract length to was what two two years. Basic. So what what is this mean? So basic here. So basic is so what you get. What you get uh, each week. So, so ninety quid a week you're on. Ninety quid and then year, the year after hundred and ten a week. So it's going up twenty quid. Yeah. And then you got like I think wow. uh, bonus if you go into the first team you got appearance money uh, for twenty five quid appearance money and then bonuses is, is whatever the first team agreed so it were like X amount of money a point ridiculous isn't it? and stuff like that yeah, yeah so that was that was the very first but I don't think I even got to end of that because uh, I went to uh, I went to Rochdale. Because it was like the way I I one of my first games well very first uh, for, for the first team was uh, I played a few odd matches I came on uh, against Man City uh, last match of the season under Yorath uh, played a, you know I went to Sweden a couple of times but with the first team when I was like 17, 18 and then the best ever thing is what we were talking about earlier I went on loan to Rochdale right and that. I went a boy, came back a man after three months. Rochdale? Yeah. Wow. That, that was in the fourth division, and that I grew up because that was like fourth division football. It was horrible, nasty, aggressive. Mm -hmm. And Terry Dolan were there uh, at Rochdale because he, uh, he'd left Bradford, he got sacked from Bradford. So I went there, had a great uh, three months. We uh, got to sort of like third round or something like that against Crystal Palace. That's when the they went to the final yeah. or the uh, semi-final in the FA Cup, so we had a great run. But when we come back, Terry Off got sat and uh, uh, Tommy Dockett took over. Mm -hmm. and the, the, so I came back on the Wednesday. On the Saturday, we are playing Hull, away at Hull, right? Mark uh, Hazelwood was captain and Tommy Dockett had dropped him, right? I went straight at first team as a captain at Hull, right? So that was my sort of like proper wow. We played the game, I scored, we lost 2-1 and we went down. We got relegated. So <laughs> that was like, welcome. <laughs> wow. So one of the very first matches, our captain scored, got relegated. You know, I, I didn't play that season because of the Yeah. You know, so uh, that was uh, uh, like a learning curve. Massive uh, learning curve. You know, but. Uh, and then touching on that, I mean, I obviously forgot, you played at Wembley with 1995 at Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah, the previous year. Yeah. But 95 at Huddersfield, that was with Warnock, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was. Uh, 
uh, like the the lads were fantastic. You know, we we had a, a couple of goal scorers up front, Ronnie Jackson uh, and Andy Booth. You know, they scored a lot yeah. of goals that season. I think I think they must have scored over like fifty between them, even more. I think. You know, and we had a set way of playing different teams. We were very organised. You know, and uh, yeah, we got to the final against. Uh, uh, we got to the semis against Brentford. Right. It went down penalties, and I took the fourth penalty. You know, and we, we scored that. They took the fifth. Their captain Bates missed, and we had to the fifth to score to 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 get through. So yeah, and uh, with that one, uh, we played Bristol Rovers in the final. So you could imagine two sets of teams with blue and white. Mm -hmm. So you walk out of Wembley, 80,000 supporters, blue and white. All the stadium was just blue and white. It was just like, wow, it was just unbelievable. And that was the first time, you know, and it was, it was, it was fantastic because I missed a lot of things, you know what I mean? Because it went like that the first time you, you played at Wembley. It just went, it, it was so quick. You know, and, and after it, oh, I wish I'd have done that, I wish I'd have done this. But a year later, I went back with Bradford. So all the things I wanted to do, I did. You know, I got a bag of balls before we, we started warming up, right? And pinged them in, in, into the goal. Because guess what I wanted to do when I was a kid? I wanted to score at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't had any chances either game to score. You know what I mean? But... I got a bag of balls out and I was pinging balls in, into the goal before the Bradford City game. And I can, I can just turn around and say, yeah, that's got it with me. Yeah. There was no goalkeeper there. <laughs> it, it wasn't a game. But just that kind of childhood, like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so, uh, and I remember to take a little things, a black bin liner, to get as much memorabilia into my black bin liner to bring it home so I can have it for the rest of my life. Have you got some ones in there? Have you got turf? Yeah, you've got some turf. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, I think there's a bit on that still. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it was great, you know, so, and it was great for the, the lads down at uh, Only Mates down at Sutton because there were a coach full of people from Sutton went down to watch me there and there, you know what I mean? And it was a great day out for them. My family went, and yeah. it was just a fantastic uh, time, you know, to play at Wembley. Because not many players do actually play at Wembley. And I actually played twice in a year, more or less. The original Wembley as well. Yeah, yeah, it was just really happy, happy days. What's kind happy of the days. best, um, would you say, best best advice someone's ever given you? If it's a manager, player, family member? I'd say that? my mentors was started at, uh, at Bradford, and that would have been Terry Rory, Stan Turner, you know. They, Mick Kennedy, you know, taught me to channel my aggression. But them three, because they were similar players to me, a lot, lot better, Terry, without a doubt. Uh, they saw something in me, but they, they channeled my aggression. You know, they, they were like my <clears throat> mentors, really, because even in training, they'd rough me up on purpose. You know, I remember getting a few cheeky elbows from uh, Terry Yorra and I just ignored them. But it was a learning curve because when I actually went on to play first in football, I knew what would happen. Mm. 
you know, the first time I played, uh, I came on uh, for Man City against Man City. Uh, Megson, Gary Megson, I was picking him up from the corner and she went bang. But I knew that was coming. You know what I mean? So I just moved my head and I, I, I just knew these things. Mm -hmm. You know, and the, the lessons that uh, they taught me, I knew it was going to happen. I, I remember playing early on when I was only 18, 19 down at West Brom and I played against Graham Roberts. Tough, tough, like midfield centre half. Mm -hmm. Played for Tottenham, you know, Scotland. And he, he taught me a, a lesson. But I, I knew even before what to expect, and I came off black and blue. But it was like a, a massive learning curve. So I'd say them, you know, were massive to my uh, education, mm -hmm. early education, because the type of player I was, you know, because they they were similar to me. I was similar to them, sorry. So they knew how to, you know, I want to. A winger that took players on yeah and stuff like that so they were like teaching me the ropes you know so that, that was really uh, really important would you say you got any, any regrets from your playing days uh, you could change all right you know looking back and stuff and anything you thought oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Oh. yeah before i went to uh, to oldham and i'm, I'm in a uh, a latix legend book here before i went to oldham okay. I'd, I'd say I'd say I had the uh, the best period of winning things. You know, I, I, you know, I won two promotions and what have you. But when I went to Oldham, um, until uh, Ian Gary got there, we got into the semi-finals of the playoffs against uh, QPR. You know, we didn't get into playoffs because we were a struggling team and Oldham was struggling with money and there were kids, you know, so we were always mid-table but I played the best football that period of time mm -hmm. I you know I believe I played a lot better football in that period of my time than I did winning these two because of my experience and everything you know you do get better you know and you have to adapt as well I when once I started I started as a right winger until I got my chance as a midfield player because the young lad who's coming through up and coming through I had a play, plays on wing, right wing, tucking in, you know, out, out to wing to help out until he's mature enough to be a centre midfield player because that's a tough job, right. you know. And then the players I played with, depending, you know, what, what formation, I played with some fantastic players. Chris Waddle, you know, that was when he scored. Uh, was that uh, Everton? Yeah, that was when he scored at uh, uh, 30. 30-40 yard over uh, Southall, he was fantastic. Gary Williams, uh, right back, who played for Aston Villa, he played uh, He played uh, for his Gordon Cowens. You know what I mean? One of the best, John Sheridan, you know, at Oldham. There was John Sheridan in the middle, there was Daz Sheridan on the left-hand side, who played for uh, Barnsley, good football player, but nasty as well. And myself on the right-hand side, you know what I mean? Football-wise and verbally-wise, we destroyed everybody. We got two monks there, like proper proper monks, verbally abusing everybody, and me sort of like chirping in with a few remarks. But we just we you know playing. We we shows you, you. I knew 
you knew you knew your job. Yeah. You give it Shenny's feet no matter if they have players around him. And you'd go far you you go far with that. Scored a lot of goals by just winning the ball, giving it in, it create so much. You know what I mean? And I I was I was just so uh, grateful in the career that I played with some really, really quality players. Chris Warrell, you know, Chris it's just Warrell, I mean even in training for England, obviously, yeah. like England obviously international and stuff, but he was thirty five there. Yeah. Even in training, because it uh, once liked to laugh, you know, and if you you ended up playing eight aside and you're playing against him and he'd be chirping away, you know what I mean? And you'd think to yourself, right, next time you get the ball, lads, I'm going to leave a bit on you, you know what I mean, to shut you up. Yeah. I was like 26. I was in my prime physically then. He was 35, you know, and I'm thinking, right, next time you get the ball, you know, and I, I just timed it because that was one of my strengths, just timing it to win the ball but destroy the player as well. You can't do it nowadays, yeah. you know, but you could get away with it then. But in training, I thought I'd, do, I'd done that. He skipped the challenge, scored or crossed, and they scored, and he'd be laughing at me on the floor. It was that good. It was just outstanding. The ball just stuck to his feet. Yeah. And it was great going out with him as well. We yeah. once went out in Blackpool, swear to God, there were like 15, 20 of us. And uh, you'd sort of like, you know, go to places and groups of lads. You're not, no, you're not coming in. You're not coming in. So, oh, come on, we're, you know, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to go in any trouble. And then I'd just go, Chris Waddle's with us. And you could say, oh, Mouse's looking down the line. No, that's Chris Waddle. Come on, then. Come on. <laughs> he used to get us in, get us in everywhere. But well, well, there, there were ones, uh, I think uh, it, were, it was uh, Blackpool as well. He will come in further on, but we got we got to this. Uh, it was a variety show thing where they had dancing girls and stuff like that. But uh, there were men dressed up as girls. Yeah. I forgot what it's called now. Anyway, we got to the front, and uh, being captain, I said, "Look, you know, there's a group of lads. We're all in fancy dress. You know, we aren't going to cause any trouble." And there are even uh, women bouncers on the on the thing. Says, look, you're not coming. He says, look, we're not going to cause any trouble. Anyway, massive forty foot Christmas tree reception, right? So the reception door there, Christmas tree on your left. A couple of lads paid uh, paid in, and one of the lads was just just outside Christmas tree. <laughs> one of the one of the, one of the lads decided I want to be in there. One of the lads decided to rugby tackle the lad into the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree fell on the reception. I just looked at these mountains and just, that's that. So, but we went back, got changed into a city clothes, and we, we, we got in. You know, once you get in your threes and fours, class. But yeah, once more, just, it'd it just go like that. It'd go like that. But playing against uh, players as well, you know, world class players, uh, this was one of the questions at this question and answer. And, uh, you know, I would say Paul Gascoigne, after the World Cup, was the best player in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, arguably the best player. And we played him down White Hart Lane. And people think, people say, oh, you know, just smash him. You know, just smash him. But the Italians, the Argentinians, you know, the Spanish, they're, they're the hardest 
teams you can play against physically. They couldn't do it. You know, so why is anybody from Bradford City going to intimidate mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what, what you do is, you think she was right. How am I going to play against him? You know, the only thing you can do is limit what he does on the ball. You know, so, you know, make him go sideways, make him go backwards, you know, mm -hmm. pass and go sideways. But then, is that clever, right? He'll go somewhere where you don't want to go and get the ball and he's got time, you know, to do whatever he wants mm -hmm. because you don't want to come out of your little hole. Because if I follow Paul Gasboy over there, Gary Lineker gets it to feet. So you don't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Paul Gascoigne will run off you. And so it's all cat and mouse. It's all like playing at chess. Clever, aren't it? So world-class players are always two, three steps ahead of you. We played Man City once in George Weyer. And he's won the World Player of the Year a few times. He's now president of his country. Yeah, he went to AC Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would play against Man City. Mm. And, you know, I got neck ache because I was looking at the ball, worrying about my uh, midfield player, but also trying to stop the ball going at his feet. But he, were, he knew that, so he was counteracting everything I was doing. And it's all mind games. You know, it's all... It's a player, that. yeah, yeah, you know. So, but that's fantastic. As a football player, you want that. Yeah. You want, you want, you know, that experience. You want that education. You know, so it, it was fantastic experience playing against players like that. You know, plays against Billy Whitehurst. You know, Billy Whitehurst, Sheffield United. You know, whole hard man. You know, and one of the early lessons was. I think it was uh, Gavin Oliver, he was picking him up. And uh, Billy Whitehurst was a fair enough, enough fighter as well. You know, he had a, uh, owned a pub in uh, Bramble Lane and what have you. Tough, tough guy. So Gav Gavin Oliver says, Ducks, when there's goal kicks, you know, long balls and what have you, you just get under his feet, right, and try and win the ball in front of him, right? And he'll flick it on and I'll get it instead of going up and winning it. You know what I mean? So I said, right, Gav, I'll do that. So I'm under, you know, his feet. About second time, he just goes, bang, right on, right, right on his skull, back of the head. Right on, Gavin Oliver's going, he's laughing his head off. I said, Gav, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's, it's just players like that and players... Yeah, you know, world class players. It's uh, just to gain that experience to, to play against them type of players. You you have to adapt. You know, all all the time. You know, it was just a fantastic. I love. I mean, I really miss football, but I've accepted that now. I struggled when I gave up playing football. I struggled for a little bit because it took me a while to accept that I'm not going to play again. But the second best thing, because I went back into coaching and I was a coach for seven, eight years, uh, seven years at Oldham as first team coach and I was uh, coach uh, for some Americans uh, at Rich, from Richmond University over at Leeds. Uh, I did that for a year and that's that second best, but it's, it's still, you still get that buzz. Mm -hmm. But uh, as soon as you come out, I struggled. 
and you know to adapt uh, to accept you know but I, I came out for the right reasons uh, you know and I'm a lot happier now with me and my family uh, by what I'm doing just now you know a couple of years time it could change I might go back in into professional football I, I don't know or become a manager or something like that but right at the moment now this is just spot on for me doing right. a bit of pulse radio uh, you know go to matches for, for shares just spying it not spying like Leeds. Is it more sc- is it scouting? Yeah. It's scouting, but I, I do a match report. Yeah. So you go off the week before yeah. uh, Chesterfield are playing, or, or it was Carlisle, because they were at Carlisle. So I'll just look at the team, uh, you know, strengths, weaknesses, formation, uh, you know, threats, you know, stuff like that. And That's I'll cool. just send him a, uh, a match report there. And uh, so he can have a li- little look. What was the point of your end of your career? You thought, you know what, this is it. It was, uh, my body couldn't do, I was 35, I weren't very, and my body just hit a brick wall. Did uh, you physically feel that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I struggled uh, with the pace uh, of uh, that division. You know, I was 35, and I knew, and I thought, what instead of making a fool of myself, a bit like uh, Gary Neville. You remember Gary Neville a few few years ago yeah. and he struggled, didn't he? Yeah. And he just went, no, that's it. Because he, he played a game and it just sort of like someone embarrassed him and straight away he retired, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, that was like me. All of a sudden, it just, I went, oh, you know, I don't want to play week in, week out and lads taking the piss out of me because that's not me. You know what I mean? So I made a decision. So, but when I played for Farsley, I felt it were easier. It was just the same pace, but it was more predictable. Mm. If you know what I mean? Because, you know, the higher you get, it becomes unpredictable because that's why they're so good. Mm-hmm. When you get sort of like, then Farsley's level, and they did, we did quite well because they got into conference. You know, but I predicted the the, the phase of play of what was going to happen. Mm. So I, I were already two, three steps ahead. So for two years, it was quite, it quite, you know, I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And we got into the playoffs and stuff like that. And then I ended up with, with this lad here, Peter Beatty, who went to Sheffield United after. Well, uh, he joined the Paris. He was Sheffield United for a couple of years. Yeah. And then that's that's the lad. Uh, where am I looking there? There, Peter Beatty. He joined the Paris for seven years. <clears throat> so he had a, quite a lot of stinks in Northern Ireland. And while they were in Northern Ireland, the army weren't allowed really allowed to, you know, weren't allowed to play for teams yeah. over there. But he played for Bangor and uh, Glen Torren. Right. Uh, and he became sort of like he was playing for Glen Torren when they were in uh, Europe and everything yeah. so he was captain over there and he became coach manager over there and when I was finishing my career he says oh just come over and play for us wow. which is uh, he would play for Glen Torrin I play for Glen Glen Arvin Glen Arvin is that in Scotland? Isn't it? no Glen Arvin there's Glen Torrin right next to Linfield yeah. Glen Arvin's further out uh, and I played for Glen Arvin and I flew out 10 past 10 on a Saturday morning from Liverpool 
got picked up uh, at Belfast and uh, went to the match play, uh, went back, had a few sort of like drinks and 10 past 10 flight back and I finished my career doing that and I loved it, I left, it was fantastic, wow. the lads were brilliant, you know, I, uh, depending where I was in Belfast, because mm -hmm. we flew in and you'd get something to eat for a couple of hours, we could say, and depending where I was in Belfast, like depending if I got out or the driver got, got out, because if I got out in certain areas with an English accent, you know what I mean, I'd have got oh. abused or all like that, but, and, uh, I couldn't take a throw-in down one side at certain clubs as well. Really? Yeah, uh, Cliftonville. Uh, I saw, I found a, a golf ball with nails stick, sticking out. So the referee just said, look, don't just take a throw-in down that side, you know, down one side. Which I, so once where he organised four sets of Land Rovers, police Land Rovers, and if you wanted to go, you could. So it was four in a Land Rover, armoured, police and we went into different areas di different sort of like estates and what have you the protestant and the catholic and they were showing us around but as soon as you went in, into these estates it's one way in one one way out because you know they have to come find you and what the police were telling us because we were in the back so as soon as you went in these estates the shutters went down right <coughs> wet windscreen and windows and back windows and, and what have you and they have sort of like uh, houses just by the entrance and there's a, an alarm to say the police is in the estate. But by the time we got to like a play area, they were all lined up waiting for us, kids, you know, old men, you know, and ready to throw up stones. <laughs> but it was a brilliant experience, you know, but I, I thought Belfast was fantastic. Northern Ireland was fantastic. I've been over here loads of times, you been, know, I went to the... Uh, the uh, what is it uh, Titanic Museum mm. that's fantastic you know it's easy yeah. to get to the winner yeah. obviously where we are now <coughs> you set off you level out you come down half an hour yeah it's brilliant so yeah I, I, I finished then uh, and that's when uh, that's when I, I sort of like I struggled but I got first year uh, first team coach that's mm. when my coaching uh, started and uh, same again with my coaching you remember when I was saying about my education as a uh, youth team, you know, for the under-19s and the, the reserves? My education as a youth team coach, uh, as a uh, first team coach, was fantastic because I'm in charge of the reserves, right? So, so you're in charge, of, you're looking after the first team and, you you know, you got the, all the matches and, you know, you're learning and this, that and the other. But the reserves in the northwest. You had Liverpool, Everton, Man City, Man United, Blackburn, Burnley, Preston, right? So one week you'd be playing against, I once played in the Manchester Senior Cup or Lancashire Cup uh, or Friendlies, a Man City team that 16 of the lads were under 21 internationals, right? So you were playing, you were up against that. Mm -hmm. With your Man United, Everton, Liverpool, you're up against that, so technically, yeah, you have to be spot on, and it is a massive learning curve. So, you, you played differently, and then the week after, you were playing Accrington or Bury or Rochdale, right? So, it's a completely 
different game. You know, so you you've gone from one to to the other. Yeah. So you have to you have to adapt, but that's what you have to do. You know, as a coach, mm. you have to adapt to win, and you know, you as a reserve team manager, it's more about the education of the lads. So we play against Man City. They're not used to ball. They're not used to physicality and long ball, and you know, get it in the box or as much as you can. Get you know, a six foot three big lad or uh, Chris Hall, they call him uh, the big lad who's become an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and knockdowns and this that and the other and then the week after you'll be you know it'll be a complete fight against Accrington but your your footballing will be a little bit better than theirs mm-hmm. so you have to concentrate on that but the education I had North West you could imagine the teams over there yeah. you know we, we played against quick story about when we were at, at Liverpool uh, we, we, we'd sort of like uh, we'd they wanted to play us because they heard about us playing at Carrington and what have you. So yeah. we, we played over there, and uh, that's this is when Kennedy High Police was something, something to do with it. And you remember just coming down, a lad just sat said, "Ducks, how are you?" Yeah, yeah. It won at one bottom twins. Well, he's a massive Liverpool fan, so he knew I was going over uh, there right. and, and playing behind closed doors. So he says, "Look, I've got you a Liverpool top. If you see Kennedy Highbridge." And sign it, so I says, yeah, no, I, I took it, took it with me. It was on coach, so we played played the game, and they were behind us. <coughs> anyway, we finished we finish the game. I've never been starstruck in my life, you know what I mean? I, I, I've met I've met loads of singers and yeah. actors and this that and the other, and I just get on with, you know, no matter. Even seeing Gaza, Lineker. Yeah, 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 just get yeah. on, just get on with them. Anyway, so. I guess this top after after and he, he's walking he's walking up and I've got this top and I've never met him before so I sort of like went up to him with a pen and the shirt to, to get it signed for London so I went and <laughs> like, he just like he's just like yeah he like looked at me like <laughs> and I just went so he just signed it he thought oh <laughs> oh my god! But uh, I, I met him again. We played him at League Cup, and uh, uh, I met him. And he sat next to me in boot room, so we had a good chat. We had a good chat there. But we, we played another time at uh, uh, at uh, Liverpool uh, in the training ground, Melwood, in it, and uh, it were in Rafa were there in Sammy Lee, oh, right. and we, I were looking at this right back. Uh, there were uh, Jimmy Carrey. There were. Keeping fit because he was in the national duty, uh, he, he wasn't doing it anymore. So there were a match, and our owner says, "Doctor, can you get over and have a look at this right back?" So I went over behind closed doors, watched this right back, and what have you? He wasn't ready. He, he had a man's body, but he was still a boy upstairs. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't ready. So after the game, uh, I'm sat down because he says, "Oh, don't go," and I thought. I was just going to have a chat with number 23 manager, I don't know who it was. So I'm just waiting around the reception. And all of a sudden, this woman says, oh, can you just follow me? So she went into, uh, towards this door, opened this door. It was Rafa and Samuel Lee. <laughs> so I'm thinking, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Maybe a Liverpool fan as well. 
So I sat down, I've got a coffee or what have you, brought a coffee over. And then he started he started talking about this right back, right? And I'm trying to listen to him and I'm thinking, what's his accent? You know? Because I'm already made up, but I would it's our scouts, our Spanish. Yeah. And they were like, I can't understand the word they're saying. <laughs> And I'm looking at Sammy Lee, and I think Sammy Lee knew I couldn't understand the word he was saying. But he was like, his voice. bizarre. No, I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to try. But it was just bizarre. But it's a, it's a story what I love telling being a Liverpool fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I went over to watch it, and then I went into the office wow. and spoke to Rafa. I loved the the play this this year. I love football. The playoffs and the Champions League. The semi-finals, the play, it was fantastic. You couldn't beat it. It was every night. It was penalties. Yeah. Oh, it was four-four, and you know what I mean. It was just, it was just brilliant. It was just fantastic. For the non-football fan, I think it was an unbelievable. It was just yeah. it was an entertainment. Yeah. It just showed. I mean, Champions League football is ridiculous, isn't it? And yeah. European football. Yeah. And yeah. we're so lucky to kind of be around for it, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it is getting better and better, isn't it? Yeah. The football. Yeah. yeah. The quality of it and all, and it, that's down to health as well, isn't it? Yeah. Fitness. Yeah. I mean. I suppose yeah. when you played, I mean, look at the memories here. I mean, you had a few beers, like you said, didn't you? During yeah, the but game and so during the game, sorry, like obviously afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And but I always, I was very dedicated because my game was box to box to box and fitness. Yeah. And I knew that if I went out and drunk like uh, other players, I'd struggle with my game and it'd affect my game. And if I wanted to carry on, you know, being captain and playing in the first team, mm-hmm. I had to not do what everybody else, you know, not what all my mates were doing. I just sort of like, did go out, but didn't drink as much. Art. And I was very dedicated in what I ate because I had to keep that fitness, you know, like for, you know, for 700 games nearly. You have fancy management? Like Still I said now. earlier on, uh, at the moment, no, mm-hmm. because of this. I don't know if you you've read you've read that that mm-hmm. article that I put in uh, the the owners the money uh, the owners the directors the CEOs you know what I mean uh, they're spoiling the game I think you know because they're getting too involved a good club runs well by everybody doing their job so if if an owner tries to get involved with the football side of it. You know, I've played nearly 700 times, I've got the air licence, you know, I've been a coach for eight years, and an owner is telling me what to do. And I appeased that for seven, eight years, mm. you know, because that's what you do when you're, you're in that side of it. And I just got sick of it. I'm not a yes man. And I'm thinking, why are you bothering about the football side of it? Let me get on with the football side of it. Let us footballing people get on with the football side of it. Right? If we if we struggle, sack us. You know, but there's too much involvement. Mm. The best clubs run by people just getting on with their own job. Mm. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, and it's one of them things, isn't it? Like it's kind of. We know a club very close to our hearts, like the article says. Yeah, yeah do you know what I mean? And it has yeah. done, and, we, and it's proven the point. Yeah. Um, fans have noticed that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's been sorted out, hasn't it? Mm. It's like Scalzi at home. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, multi-millionaire. Don't mean this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, you know it, I mean? it's one of them things, isn't it? It's kind of, yeah. And all another club that's close to your heart as well. Yeah. And it's noticeable now. Yeah. There's, there's a lot buried. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they went up luckily, but they are, but that's still, that club's struggling. The, the manager's left. Yeah. He's gone to Plymouth, I think. Yeah. You know, but the, the countless clubs, Gateshead, from that level, right through, you know, and it's just, we, but, get, we get too involved. But could we mention, I mean, a, a club you played at, Harrogate. Mm. I mean, you've, you've got Irving, you've got Simon, you know what I mean? Father and son. Yeah. They're doing well with it. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I mean, great guys as well. Mm. Um, but it seems to be working there, doesn't it? I yeah. Mean, yeah. They seem down to you. Well, he must just let his, let his son just get on with yeah. the football side of it. Which is how it's supposed to be. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, mean, I think I'd, I'd say right at the end, yeah. I would never turn around to a CEO and tell him what to do with his job. No. Because I ain't got a clue. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, why are these people telling me that I've played 20 years and took me five, six years to get my A licence yeah. and all the experience of coaching, the education that I had at North West, tell me what to do. Well, I know why I have to listen to them because mm. they're paying me wages. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's what it is. But listen, we're going to finish up. It's been an unbelievable chatting with you. No I mean, problem. 20 years of experience, which you can tell we just I mean some of the memorability is unbelievable um, from a football fan myself especially I'm a Bradford City fan yeah yeah it's been a privilege you know yeah. I mean, to sit down with you you're welcome um, so we're going to finish off and you think I'm crackers it's an icebreaker yeah yeah I'm finishing it off go on um, it's kind of just just what first thing that comes to your head right um, 10 questions kind of thing um, you, you might want to elaborate on some mm-hmm. or you might just think get on with it alright yeah, yeah. so straight up dog or cat dog dog obviously love then. me dogs love you dogs we went to uh, a dog fest last week. Yeah. You, you're doing crust, aren't you? Are you doing crust? No, 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 no it's uh, Noel Fitzpatrick. He does super vet. He right. has dog fest. Uh, dog fest. In Nutsford. Right. We couldn't get it on. Last two years, couldn't get couldn't get on. Tickets went like that. Right. Thousands of people. Thousands of dogs. The So much thing. It was a fantastic day. Oh. If you're a dog lover. Dog fest. A dog fest. It's uh, Noel Fitzpatrick from. You take your two. Took my two. So is everything just mingles and stuff. It like was that? brilliant. It was what a day. Claire Balding were talking. Oh yeah. Yeah, and there were different tents for different activities and. That's cool. Isn't what it? a day. Loved it. I'll check that out. Don't yeah, I? yeah, loved it. Brown or red sauce? Brown. Love it. Bacon sauce on the shepherd's pie. Love it. My dad used to do. That's how he did. Yeah, yeah. He? Well, he put on everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Uh, sausage or bacon. Sausage. Yeah, sausage. Alright, okay. Favourite holiday destination? Well, we've been to Florida uh, at least eight times with the kids. Love Florida. Uh, we took them early on. Disney, we've done everything. Uh, we saw the shuttle set off twice yeah. on Cocoa Beach. Right, love that. But me and my missus went to California last year and it's like, wow. We've got a, a raft down Yosemite. You know where the Nice. The face, the rock faces yeah, yeah. are. That was just unbelievable. So, uh, Florida, but if we go back to California and, and do a few other different things, you know what I mean? I, I think California might. might it's not Colorado or Denver. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere else there. All yeah. Right. Favourite food? Ooh, I'm a foodie as well. This is difficult because oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't drink 
because my food is my what I look forward to. You know what I mean? Right. Lamb shank. I love my lamb shank with mashed potatoes. I love sausages with mashed potatoes, onion gravy. I love steak uh, with chips, poached egg, beans, you know, fry-ups. Uh, I love Italian food. Like I need one leaf. <laughs> but you'll know but towards the end of this you've got, you got six more questions left but I just need one just for favourite food uh, last meal before you die pretty much this is it yeah I'm going to go for lamb shank lamb shank okay fantastic favourite film I would say uh, The Deer Hunter oh nice nice yeah. anywhere in the world you'd like to live if money was no object I'd say California alright yeah yeah so there's so much to do near the near sort of like half an hour away from the beach oh, cool. you know and half an hour away from various places you know you leave the car you have to drive yeah yeah car. yeah a lot of traffic yeah, yeah. You know what, I mean? what annoys you uh, bad, manners. Me. bad manners bad manners That's exactly what jackal said mm. Peter Jackson. yeah and I, I i'm very abrupt when i, I someone's got bad manners around me i put them straight straight away i think that's yeah i think that's what you get i mean yeah early age yeah yeah i think you know, yeah. if there's no respect there yeah bad manners bad manners no, I like that. you know I'll, I'll straight away so you've, you've already said you're a foodie yeah you can cook then no do you need a foodie <laughs> but you can't cook i love eating it really i think now kieran's you know all my broods left Mm -hmm. uh, I might get into cooking. I don't know. You know, I, I, I do. I, all I've said to the missus is, all I want you to do is, you know, cook my meal. I do, I do the washing, the ironing. You know, I, I do vacuuming. I, I do everything apart from the cooking. Yeah, that's her that's her one job. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it might change. You know, by uh, sort of like because uh, there's only two of us now. You know, it, it might change. You never know. Right, so if you, if you can cook, unless you get someone around the celebrity chef coming around and you've got three people dead or alive, mm -hmm. that you want around this table, Friday night, what's it, what, who's it, who's it going to be, dead or alive? Well, I've just seen an autobiography on Muhammad Ali. Huh? So that was really interesting. Uh, you know, what he's done through boxing and, you know, with other things in his life as well, what's changed, America especially. So I, I'd, say, I'd say definitely Muhammad Ali. Uh, I'd say because I'm such a Liverpool fan Shanks alright can I can I have like Shanks and Bob Paisley and all of them all at once for one and it's not pressure if you're cooking <laughs> is it you know what I mean <laughs> just get all the past Liverpool uh, managers we're having a long, long term like Who were successful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know right. what I mean? Just yeah. to sit and listen to them and, you know, and, and ask them. The old school, and, though. The old school from Shanks yeah. uh, to Bob Paisley, Fagan, you know, all that, all them lot. Just to oh, listen right. to listen to them. So you've got Mohammed Ali in the past Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. And I think if I have one more, I've gone from uh, sports icon. Liverpool. Uh, 
an odd question. It is an odd question. Because you don't get about five minutes on all each other. I wish you chose that. I'd like to... See if if Jesus was really the man he was. That, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a bit hard. Mm. What do you mean? Be the kind of significance of what he was. Well, it, or yeah. I'll kind of just sit down and say, did you walk across what? Yeah. Did, did you just, do that? Yeah, yeah. If he was just a prophet. Yeah. You know I mean? And if it's all the, all the religion, uh, say I, I'm not, I'm not into religion really. Right. Okay. My religion is just being a good human being. Mm-hmm. That's my religion. Treat you how you treat you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and millions and millions of people, yes, they, they'll love religion and, you know, fair enough. You know what I mean? But uh, I just, you know, I'm just a good human being. That's that's my religion. And to it'd be very interesting to, to, to wonder if a religion were built by a prophet. Mm-hmm. Or not? That was, it would be very interesting. It is, isn't it? Oh, right, yeah, okay. So yeah. you got your lamb shank as well. Yeah. So we're all like lamb shank, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Bottle of red or something like that. It'd be all right. You'd be washing up though. Yeah. Dishwasher. Dishwasher. Yeah. All right. So no worries. Absolutely. Lee, thank you so much. But just before we finish off, oh um, yes, I'll, I'll, you're involved with the charity, aren't you? I am. Uh, I'm. Uh, I love you. No, I mean this is professional, it's isn't it? Not to, it's not to forget. No, go on. It, uh, I'm an ambassador for uh, supporting charities SC, uh, and that's the website. I'll just put cool. there. We can put that up anyway on the yeah, description. Yeah, yeah we'll, absolutely. His next game uh, is on the 18th of August. Cool. And it's Alan Gilliver's chosen charity pathways, and it's Stuart McCall's 11 against uh, my team. My team is full of ex Bradford City lads, yeah. uh, and Emmerdale uh, actors and uh, yeah. singers and this that and the other. So we we do a lot for charity. Uh, we played uh, against uh, BRI and uh, St Luke's uh, to earn a bit of money for an MRI scan for uh, the children's ward up at mm-hmm. BRI, and we play against the. Uh, teaching hospitals at Leeds, you know, so supporting what charities I mean. FC. Perfect. Yeah. Lee Dugsbury, legend, just keep keep doing what you're doing. And do you know what? I've, I've not just, it's such a privilege from Bradford City fan perspective to see a memorabilia and just throughout your life, 700 appearances, mm-hmm. pretty much touching 700 appearances, you know, 20 years in football. Mm-hmm. It should be a hell, of, hell, of, hell of a journey you've been mm-hmm. on. Jeez. And you should be so proud of your career. Thank you. And just just keep keep doing it and keep doing mm. meeting people as well. Mm. Still doing the football stuff, never let go. No, no. Do you know what I mean? But thank you so, so much. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Napoleon's Casino, sponsoring this. Nova Meets podcast, Lee Duxbury. Unbelievable guy. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers, guys. <laughs>